0: Welcome to the Musa Stories podcast, delivering short, compelling stories designed for children to discuss with their parents and for parents to discuss with their children. Hey kids, Vayikra. It's about carbonos. Do you know an interesting explanation for carbonos? Listen, what is a korban? A sacrifice? A korban is certainly not a sacrifice. Sacrifice means you are giving up something that you want. You might want to keep one of your animals, but to bring it as a korban is definitely not a sacrifice because you are gaining so much more than the animal that you are giving up. I'll give you an example. Let's say you are looking to buy a house. So you go driving in a neighborhood near your shul. You want to be within walking distance of your shul. And you see a for sale sign at a beautiful new house, new one, only one block from the shul. The front door is open and you walk in. The house is on show for the whole day. No one is inside besides the cellar. He invites you in to look around. Very fancy house with a lot of extras. Plus, all of the furniture comes together with the house. Also, outside the gardens and blossoming trees are very attractive. The seller explains to you every good thing about the house. And then he says to you, And the best part of it is the price. It's only a hundred dollars. What? You're stunned. You have that much, plus much, much more from your saved-up birthday money. Ah, but you need to sacrifice $100. (laughs) That's not called a sacrifice, because you're getting much, much more back than you are spending. So, too, by a korban, giving an animal, that's all. You're getting back an incredible feeling of closeness with a kadosh baruchu. And most korbanos get you a kapara, which means... You won't have to go to suffer in Gehenna. An animal? Even a big bull is such a small price for that. So a korban is not a sacrifice. So you'll say a korban is an offering. You offer to Hashem a gift from your flock. Well, that can't be either. Hashem owns it already. Hashem owns the world and everything that fills it. What could you give him? I'll give you an example. It's a story called Steve the Slave. You own a slave. You tell him, hey, Steve, I'm going out now. Watch the kids. Sure, no problem, boss. I mean, master. When you return, you find absolute pandemonium. The house is a wreck. Things are broken and the kids are fighting. And you find Steve engrossed reading a magazine on the couch. Now, a yid is never allowed to get angry. But in this story, you got angry at Steve. What's going on here? Steve, look around at what's happening. Steve jumps off the couch. Oh my goodness, what did I do? I'm sorry, I was careless. You say to Steve, you're sorry? That's all? I don't forgive you. And you leave the room in a big huff. Steve feels really bad, so he asks his friend, Dave the artist, what to do to appease his master. Dave says, I've got an idea. I'll paint a nature picture and put it in a frame for you to give to your master as a present. It will be instead of the stuff that broke. So that's what happens. Steve wraps up the gift with wrapping paper and attaches a forgiveness card to it. So he brings it to you, and you'll open up the present. Wow, thank you. You read the card. Okay, Steve, I forgive you. But now, let's change the story. Steve the slave doesn't have an artist friend. So Steve thinks, What can I give to my master to calm him from being angry at me? I know. So now Steve goes over to the dining room wall and removes your beautiful nature painting from the wall. He takes it to be wrapped up in wrapping paper. Then Steve brings you a present with a forgiveness note attached. You smile because you don't know what's inside. But as you unwrap the paper, you see your own nature painting. Steve, what did you bring me? Now I'm really angry at you. So, kids, why isn't it the same thing when you bring a Corbin? You want to appease Hashem, your master, for disobeying Him. So what do you offer Him? A goat? What does Hashem get from it? It's His already. Any animal that you have, Hashem created it inside its mother. Hashem made it. It belongs to Him. Just like, let's say, you would make a project at school. It's yours. You made it. Kinderlach, did you know that you are slaves? Don't worry, so am I. Every year it is a slave to Hashem. Hashem calls us his slaves. You'll see it later on in Pasha's Bahar. So we all became like Steve the slave when we left Mitzrayim. Ah, but we bless Shalom Asani Eved. That just means that we aren't slaves to people like Paro anymore. But oh yes, we're slaves. We are Avadim. And we need to appease Hashem with Carbonos. But a Korban is not An offering, like I explained. Kids, this is a big question that even a lot of adults haven't thought about it. How does a korban work? The person that brings it is not sacrificing anything. And Hashem, he's not getting anything. Besides, Hashem is completely spiritual. What will he do with a goat on fire? You know, really, Hashem is not even spiritual. He created everything physical, and everything spiritual, but he is neither of those. That's from Yigdal. It means that Hashem has no form of a body, not even a not body. He's not even an Enoguf. Maybe angels are considered Enogufs or Shadim, but Hashem doesn't have a body, so he's not going to be eating a goat on fire. So, what's the point? What is a Korban? Next week, we'll tell the answer with a Gishmaka story. But meanwhile, think about it. Ask your friends, ask your sisters, ask your mothers, ask your aunties, ask your adults. See, maybe you can find an answer. For more stories or to make a donation, visit the website musrstories.com.